This is the Horse Radio Network. You've just landed in Horse Tip Daily, episode 538. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com, delivering the whole universe of equestrian products right to your door. Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Dr. Narita Richards, a keen horsewoman and passionate scientist. First, Dr. Richards parlayed her passion into a doctoral degree in equine nutrition from the University of New England. Then, in 2003, she founded Equalize Horse Nutrition Limited, which provides scientific and independent information to horsemen and horsewomen worldwide through its online software, FeedXL.com. Today's tip is about alfalfa. Has it gotten a bum rap? But first, a word from today's sponsor, EquestrianCollections.com. Autumn is here. Time to cash in on Mother Nature's horse-friendly weather and take to the saddle with renewed enthusiasm. In so doing, you'll likely notice a few gaps in you and your horse's fall wardrobes. That turnout sheet that's seen its last roll in the pasture? The fleece vest that is well past vintage and moving swiftly towards ratty. EquestrianCollections.com has what you and your horse need, plus the latest just-can't-live-without fashions for fall. Visit EquestrianCollections.com today for fresh, fashionable, and functional items for your horse. Now, enjoy today's tip. And Dr. Narrator Richards is here with us today to chit-chat about equine nutrition. We haven't talked to you for a little while. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks, Jennifer. It has taken us quite a few months to um, hook back up again to do some more recordings. Well, you're a very busy lady. It, it seems so, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think, yeah, just, just yes. I mean, trying to um, do the time zone thing, I think, is one of the hardest things. What is it? It's 9 o'clock here and 6 a.m., 9 yeah, p.m. for me, 6 p.m., 6 yeah. a.m. for you. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's the bane of my existence, thing. the time zones. Yeah. And I have just recently discovered, because I never worried about it much before, because I book all the guests for the, horse, the uh, Horses in the Morning Show, mm-hmm. um, that different places around the planet change their clocks at different times. Yes. It's not, of course, you know, we're, we're human beings. We can't get together and all do it at once. No. <laughs> no, and, and then you've got, you know, we've got daylight saving has happened here now, which makes our time gap bigger and that happens at different times around the world but anyway the important thing is i'm talking to you now (laughs) at last we have we have gotten together neither of us is jet setting around the world or vacationing in hawaii so here we are to talk about horse nutrition and what have you got on the docket for us today okay well i was going to talk today about um, alfalfa which, of course, in Australia we call loosen. So if I say loosen as um, during this session, I mean alfalfa. But, so um, that's very interesting because here in the United States there's actually a company called Lucerne Hay. And I always was curious about where they came up with that very odd name. I just assumed it was somebody's town or their last name. So in Australia it's a generic term for alf- for legumes or is it only yeah, alfalfa that you call it? No, no, only for alfalfa. Interesting. So 
Yeah, that's it. That's it's in Australia and New Zealand, and I think also in the UK. Um, some people call it loose, and they also use alfalfa there. But very interesting. Yeah. Well, what about alfalfa? Well, As it's it a funny. It's a funny ingredient. Um, people either seem to love it or they hate it. Um, now, in Australia, we use it a lot because it, it pretty much comprises most of the hay that we can buy for horses. So most small bales of hay here are loosened hay. So you'll find people use it a lot here. Um, it is used quite a bit um, in the US as well. But you, you tend – you guys are lucky in that you can get a lot better grass hay. You have your Timothy Hayes and um, things like that, which we don't get on a consistent basis as much. So um, – you're probably a little bit more balanced in the way we use alfalfa. But it is one of those ingredients. You either love it or you hate it. Some people just will not touch the stuff and other people use it as their sole forage. Um, now, I personally love it as an ingredient, but I also recognise that it needs to be used in the right situations and in the right way. So that was what I was going to talk okay. about today. So alfalfa and i it, it's like that at least locally here where i live in lexington kentucky that um people are very oh yes alfalfa is a great thing to give your horse or oh no don't touch that with a 10-foot pole it, it makes my horse hot um yep. it makes him fat i can't get yep. to a horse that's had laminitis yep. and there's this whole myriad of um i don't want to call them wives tales but they're generally accepted theories that may or may not have science behind them. So kind of give us the one-on-one on, on why or why we should or shouldn't be feeding alfalfa to our horses. Yep. Well, most of those things that you mentioned actually do have um, a basis. Um, so it can make horses hot and it um, – what was the other one you said? They well, come feed it to it a laminitic horse. It can make horse. them hot, it can make them fat, or you can't fat, feed them to a horse right. with laminitis. Yeah, you can definitely make a horse fat on alfalfa. But um, the thing with alfalfa is – um, it is a high-energy forage, so um, it contains more energy than your, a good-quality grass hay or a good-quality cereal so hay. explain to me um, in what context, text for, for those of us who are not doctors of nutrition and things, um, in what context are you using energy? Because when somebody to me says high-energy food, mm-hmm. I immediately env- envision small children eating large quantities of candy and running around the house like a nut. <laughs> So when you say high energy, could I use the word nutrient dense as the you same in the same place? High calorie. Okay, there we go. That 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 I can get my head around. Yeah. Okay, so it contains it contains more calories than a grass yeah. hay or an oat and hay um, okay. for an equal equal weight of feed. So when people say alfalfa makes their horses hot or alfalfa makes their horses hat um, fat. Um, remembering it's 9 p.m. here, I might do that a bit. Um, <laughs> it, it could actually do that because it's a, it's a high-energy feed. So if someone um, who is used to feeding grass hay suddenly swaps to feeding alfalfa hay and they don't understand the difference in calorie content, all of a sudden they're going to take their horse to a much higher-energy diet and any high-energy diet can make a horse hot or hyperactive. Got it. Um, so it's not... It's not alfalfa as such having that effect. It's the amount of calories that they've suddenly put into that horse's diet. So if, um, and and likewise, with, with getting them fat, it's really easy to overfeed calories if you're feeding all alfalfa, particularly to an easy keeper. So um, it yeah. will make an, an easy keeper type horse that's not in a whole lot of work fat a lot easier than a grass hay wheel. So if I were to go out and magically find some forage 
that had an extremely similar um, nutrient profile to alfalfa. You know, you mm-hmm. turn to the side, here in America, you turn the side of the cereal box and it tells you everything that's in there. Mm-hmm. If I were to take that little nutrition box on alfalfa and magically create some other product that had that similar nutrition box over there, yeah. and the part at the top that says calories per pound was mm-hmm. exactly the same. Yep. But the little list down through the rest of it was a little bit different. Um, one had, you know, the protein was a little different and the carbohydrates were a little different. But in the end, the calories were the same. Mm-hmm. I would still have a horse that could possibly get fat and possibly get hot if I fed it too much, just like it would alfalfa. Because I think a lot of people blame the protein in alfalfa for why you shouldn't feed it. Because most Americans are familiar with the fact that alfalfa has a much higher protein content than um, fescue hay or timothy mm-hmm. hay. Um, yep. So they're, they're zoning in on that because that's what we're familiar with. When in fact, um, it's simply got a whole lot more calories. Is that what it boils down to? Pretty much, yes. Oh, wow, um, I got it. Yay, go yes. start for me. <laughs> That's the day. Um, yeah, so um, protein is actually a really high energy ingredient. So because it's high in protein, it is high in energy or high in calories. Um, so it's not the protein as such. I mean, the protein often does cop the blame for for making the horse hot or making the horse fat. Or the other the other common one is um, don't feed alfalfa to young horses because it will cause OCD. Um, Ooh, now, yeah. possibly what is going on there, and in fact likely what is going on there, is if you feed young horses um, a diet that is based on pure alfalfa, that's going to be, again, a really high-calorie diet. And if you make young horses grow too quickly, they're at much more risk of developing diseases like OCD. So it's not, it's not the protein. It's not the alfalfa as such. It's, it's how you use it in the whole diet and what the, what the end calorie content ends up at and whether or not that matches your actual horse's calorie content, if that makes sense. That does. It's much clearer now. It's like I cleaned my glasses on the whole alfalfa topic. <laughs> so, so poor old alfalfa gets really bad rap, but it's, um, I guess understanding that then allows you to use it a little more wisely in a diet. Yeah, so now we've heard the, 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 the myths and the confusion of alfalfa. Now, well, okay, how do we use alfalfa in a productive and, and appropriate fashion in our horse's diet? Okay. Well, there's a few classes of horses that will really benefit um, from alfalfa in the diet. The first one I find um, I use it a lot with is lactating mares um, who have got very high requirements for protein. They've got really high requirements for the essential amino acid lysine, and they also have very high requirements for calcium. Um, and there are three things that protein uh, that alfalfa contains um, in good amounts. So in oh, their cool. diets, it, it, it is a beautiful um, forage for them to be fed alongside of a grass pasture or a grass hay. Mm-hmm. Um, young horses as well. Now, you don't want to feed them um, all alfalfa as their forage base. But again, if you've got young horses on a grass grass-based pasture or grass-based hay, giving them some alfalfa gives them some really good quality protein, which they need because they're building bone and they're building muscle and growing a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And it also provides them with a nice lot of calcium and magnesium, which will help with their bone development. Mm -hmm. Um, Working horses, we find um, because it's, alfalfa is really palatable. Horses like it. They like to eat. candy to them. 
Yeah, they, um, yeah. some I find for whatever reason, some alfalfa um, they'll turn their noses up at, but as on the whole, it's a really palatable ingredient. So if you've got horses in really hard work that do tend to get a little bit finicky with their feed um, and also do have very high energy requirements, um, it's a great forage to use as, as part of their diet. Again, you wouldn't feed all alfalfa as the only forage they get, but again, you're giving them high-quality protein, which they need to maintain their muscles as they're working. Um, you're giving them a high-energy forage, which helps to meet their energy requirement with you and allows you then to use less grain-based concentrate, which is always a good thing. Um, and it's it's tasty for them. So if they're a little bit off their feed, um, they'll generally happily eat alfalfa hay. Yeah. And here in America, and it comes in a cute little cube that you can use as a treat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get them too. Do they too. have alfalfa cubes in Australia too? They do, which um, they are great for old horses. because you Yeah, you soak, soak them in water and they turn to smoosh. Yeah, yeah, and if they don't have any teeth, um, then, you know, they can sort of suck them down. Um, and alfalfa is great for old horses too because they do lose some of their ability to digest protein. Um, so it's giving them a really um, high-quality source of protein. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because we, we, we have an old horse at the barn where Beaker lives, my horse. Mm-hmm. And um, appropriately enough, this old horse, and boy, you look at him for two seconds, you know he's old. His name is B.C., um, we started feeding him alfalfa because the grass isn't isn't growing so much now that it's autumn, and he was mm-hmm. starting to drop weight. And I said, "Oh, go, go give him some alfalfa because I know he'll eat it. We just got to get some calories in this boy." Yep. But I didn't know that as the horse ages, that their ability to use those pro. So, if you have an older horse whose ability to digest proteins has been um, reduced slightly, mm-hmm. you have to give him more protein to get the same amount into him because more of it goes out the other end than it used to. Um, yes, to okay. a degree. You also have to be, um, and we might talk about older horses a little bit later on, but you also have to be really conscious of the quality of protein you give them because you don't want to overload their poor old kidneys oh, and livers. Yeah. We could do, an, enti- we can do an entire tip on just protein. Well, yes, we could. Gonna, Actually, I've put down the list for next time. Protein. protein. <laughs> There, there's so much you can talk about with protein. Um, but, yeah, with older horses, you need to feed them a good quality protein so that you can feed them um, not – you can feed them a moderate amount of protein and meet their amino acid requirements. So they can – yeah, I kind of get – yes, if, if you give them 22 pounds of crap, you're really not doing yourself any favors. <laughs> no, or them any favors. Them. And it takes them so much more to get what they actually need out of a low-quality feed. Um, Now, the other class of horse um, that people might fall off their chairs when I say this, but the other class of horse that alfalfa is actually really useful for is laminitic horses. Ah! See? You've just fallen off your chair. (laughs) And that's that's a very hot topic here in Kentucky because we have grazing to beat the band. We have the kind of grazing that horses genetically are really not designed to have. Yep, I've seen you grazing. <laughs> you know. I love I love yeah, it. Yeah, so um, it it's almost too much but... of a good thing. So yeah. laminitis is a, a hot topic around here. So I'm very curious about um, the the pros and cons of giving alfalfa to a laminitic horse. Yep. Well, I mean, your biggest the biggest pro for um, alfalfa um, for a laminitic horse is very, very low in sugars and starches. So if you have got one of those typically insulin-resistant horses that you're trying to minimize sugar and starch um, mm-hmm. intake for, alfalfa is generally around 7 to 8% non-structural carbohydrate. 
Whereas compared to compared to a grass hay that you're struggling to find a grass hay that is that low. Um, most grass hays that I see are anywhere from oh, ten up to twenty percent. Um, and 20. some wow, yeah. that's like eating sugar cubes. Well, almost. And some oat and hay um, that we get here in Australia, you can get up to thirty percent non-structural. Now, for for us here in North America, what is oat and hay? Uh, it's the the oat plant, so the the plant that you grow to harvest oats. Yes. Um, but we cut it and feed it as forage before it actually fully sets the grain in the head. So it's it's got a seed head on it, so it's late bloom, early seed. It's Is well, it's, no, it's early, early bloom to early bloom. Okay. Yeah, till they say till milk stage. So when the, so when is the seed it, is there, but it hasn't set. I, I remember reading in some of my textbooks about oat hay, mm-hmm. um, stuff that was published in the UK. Is and since we don't have oat hay, is oat hay harvested when it still is kind of greenish and looks like hay, or does it look yes. yellow like straw? No, no, no. It's green. Okay. It's specifically it's specifically grown as forage. So um, you grow it, and then when it's at the right stage, you cut it. And it's it, it's a lovely it's a lovely feed, but for a lemonade course, it's a disaster. Ah, uh, good to know. <laughs> well, there we go. Um, now the other uh, the other thing about alfalfa and laminitic horses is it does contain very good quality protein. So for the poor laminitic guys who have actually done a lot of damage to their hoof structure, they need um, quite a bit of good quality protein to help them repair that. So um, alfalfa does it does uh, provide too. them with that. But there's always a caution for fat laminitic horses because it is so high in calories. You need to be really careful with how much you feed them. So you can't just go and feed them all alfalfa because it's going to make them even fatter. So that's a real balancing act because the alfalfa is good as far as its nutrient profile is concerned. It's got all the it's got proteins that are healthy and, and mm-hmm. vitamins and minerals. Mm-hmm. But and no because you have to limit it, you're going to have to find some other way to make up that uh, fiber need to nibble and munch all day long. Yes, so that is a real yep. balancing act for folks taking care of laminated courses. Yep. Yep. It is. I mean, it, everything about a laminitic horse is a balancing act. Yeah, including <laughs> holding his weight on his own four feet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. gosh, that's fascinating stuff, alfalfa. Um, that's great because you've kind of dispelled and, and cleared up a lot of the gray area when it comes to alfalfa because like corn, because corn is another topic here in, in America that corn kind of gets a bad rap for horses and it may or may not deserve. So maybe next time we'll put corn on the on the yeah. ingredients can, list. Can we talk um, about corn? We'll do that in another tip. I'd love we'll put that one on a, on a different on a different day. Um, that's really fascinating stuff because I did I knew that alfalfa can unbalance their diet as far as as far as its calcium and phosphorus ratios yes which um, is something we haven't talked about but it does have a, a very low phosphorus level so you do need to be really mindful particularly with your growing horses and your, your um, lactating mares mm-hmm. that you do meet that phosphorus requirement so here is the interesting part when i go to feedxl.com mm-hmm. if i put into my horse's profile how much alfalfa he's getting mm-hmm. he's getting six pounds a day, along with the other things he's getting. He's getting, you know, three pounds of Purina Equine Senior and six pounds of Timothy Hay. It will tell me at the bottom of my little report whether or not I've um, got his calcium and phosphorus within normal healthy ranges, won't it? Correct. Yep. So it'll it'll show you, um, one, whether you've met the phosphorus requirement, um, 
Two, whether you've exceeded your calorie requirement. Three, whether you've exceeded your protein requirement. Um, and and it'll um, make sure that you've got a balanced calcium to phosphorus ratio. So so using um, like diet ration software allows you to use ingredients like alfalfa in sensible ways because you can see then how much protein, how much calcium, how much phosphorus, mm -hmm. um, your calcium to phosphorus ratio without trying to guess whether you're feeding too much or too little. Well, gosh, that's, that's awfully handy. I'm very curious now because the gal who owns good old BC, mm -hmm. um, it never occurred to her to feed alfalfa to her horse before. Yep. Um, and he, she just assumed he was a poor keeper. Yep. When, in fact, his teeth were really bad and he wouldn't eat his A. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I'm going to have to tell her, I'm going to go over to feedxl.com and sign up and put BC in there, and you'll see what's really going on with BC. You may discover he's not really a poor keeper. He just has a really poor diet. Yep, yep. And that, that is often the case. I mean, with old horses, which we can talk about later as well, um, if, they, if they can't chew, um, often they, they look like they've become poor keepers, but it's simply because they're not getting enough food down their throat. Yeah, um, and they, they'll, they'll stand there, and you'll see their head down, and you'll see them, they get food in their lips, and they chew it. And you go, well, they stood out there in that pasture, and they ate all day. But if you look more carefully, um, it's been my experience that the other horses are ripping off giant mouthfuls of hay and consuming it. Yep. The old guys are pulling off one blade of grass and yep. chewing it. Yep, yep. And so it's their head just, might it be is, down, but... It's so, of, so often the case. But um, the other thing that would be interesting for you to do in FedExL too is, is go and change, change your horse's theoretical diet and just put in a heap of alfalfa and, and you watch your energy and protein levels go up too high. Um, yeah, and then bring that back down to a more sensible level and you'll see them come back down to where they should be. Um, That's cool. So it's just all – the main thing with alfalfa is it's a, it's a beautiful ingredient. Horses love it. It contains really lovely nutrients, but mm -hmm. it has to be used in the right way and, and generally that is – has to be used in moderation. Sparingly. Mm. Well, not necessarily sparingly, but just in a sensible way. <laughs> We're Americans. We're into over overindulgence. <laughs> Sparingly might be a good word for us. <laughs> That's true. That may that may um, turn into what we would mean by moderate. <laughs> well, thank you so much for clearing all of that up, Dr. Narrator Richards. And as usual, fascinating information about horse nutrition. And in this case, I might call this a horse nutrition ingredient. And uh, tell folks where. They can find out more about alfalfa as well as lots and lots and lots of other nutrition stuff. All right. There is, um, we have a heap of newsletters actually on feedxl.com. Um, so if you just go to feedxl.com and have a look down the menu on the left-hand side, there's a little newsletter button there. And there's one specifically about alfalfa, but there's also um, ones about feeding lemonitic horses and feeding old horses and, um, well, almost any topic. So... Um, go there and you'll get a heap of information. There we go. A juggernaut of nutrition info. Thanks once again, Dr. Richards, and we'll be seeing you next time. My pleasure. Thank you. I just love it when I come across a heap of good equine nutrition information. Thank you very much, Dr. Richards, for stopping by. To listen to all of Dr. Richards' tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the experts drop-down menu on the left. All of our experts are right there, alphabetized and easy to find. You can also go to feedxl.com's newsletter section, which Dr. Narita Richards writes. 
for more fantastic, free, unbiased information about equine nutrition. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover. You can subscribe to all of the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.